Father God, we thank you for your presence with us in all things. We thank you for those who have faithfully served you uh, in a number of different ways in this parish and in this benefice. We pray for those beginning new roles today, praying your blessing on them and their leadership and their service of you. We pray for your people here, praying, Lord God, that we would know you more in everything we do, as individuals, as a church, as a community, as a benefice. We just seek your leading and your guiding. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Thank you very much. I've asked Chris just to uh, speak briefly into um, uh, his report and then I'll, I'll share a little bit uh, after that. So, Chris, do you want to come on up? Uh, and you guys can pick up. Uh, morning, everybody. I'm going to be incredibly brief. Um, I just would um, like to uh, encourage those of you who were here this time last year uh, just to stop and have a think about how you all felt and how we felt as a church body uh, this time last year. And then to give thanks to God for the past 12 months, because um, I uh, think that the 12 months that we've been through as a church body um, is testimony to the graciousness of God, but is also, I think even more so from where I stand, uh, testimony to the power of answered prayer, so that I know that there are uh, a number of uh, faithful Christian men and women uh, in this room, and I actually a number of very faithful Christian men and women outside of this uh, parish who have been praying uh, for us over the last year. And to land at the 2017 APCM, uh, where we have, with God's gracious provision uh, of our new rector, and lots of exciting things to look forward to. Um, it's a stupid thing to say what one thing you're going to do next year, isn't it? Because, um, uh, I, um, because we're going to do 20 new things next year. So, um, uh, so our problem as a PCC is going to be which of the 19 we drop in our report uh, to the diocese. Um, uh, but, um, but, what, but what a privilege to be uh, in this position. So could I just encourage everybody, uh, we're, 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 as we kind of transition from a business meeting into hearing what Carl has to say to us, uh, can I just encourage you all uh, to join with me in a spirit of thankfulness, uh, both to God and to uh, the uh, Christian men and women who have upheld us as a parish uh, in prayer over the last 12 months. And I want to add a note of thanks to Chris uh, for everything he's done during the interregnum. Uh, I know from experience an interregnum is not easy as a curate. And I think Chris uh, steered the ship and managed things very, very well during the interregnum, holding both here and obviously St. Mark's as well. And I think as a church, uh, I know that many people appreciate Chris for everything he's did. So can we give thanks to Chris? Uh, just to, uh, yeah, basically continue 
uh, really, I want to focus on God's word for a minute. Um, after I accepted the the role here and before we came, um, I sought God about uh, what he wanted to say as a kind of a, a particular passage perhaps to uh, lead this year by. And um, it came about because I received a, uh, one of your notice sheets before I started just to see what they looked like and what was going on and saw that you had a verse for a year. And I thought, well, what would the verse for this year be? And uh, God led me to Isaiah chapter 40 uh, and to what I thought was a, a strange uh, verse. Uh, the main verse that he led me to was um, verse 31, but I'm going to read from verse 25 of Isaiah 40. To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes up on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power. Not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So verse 31 was the one that God led me to for uh, this uh, benefice uh, going forward into the rest of this year. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So in answer to the question, what's the one new thing we're going to be doing this year? Nothing. I, I don't really want us to do anything new for the rest of this year. I mean, there's a new toddler group starting, but that's an aside. Uh, Actually, I want us to learn to wait on God better. I'm not saying we don't do that already. We do that well. But we can always do it better. We can always wait on God better because he is where our strength comes from. And I want us to enter into a season as a church of remembering who it is we're here for. Who it is that we serve who it is that we worship, who it is that this building even exists for. The God who created the universe and flung stars into space and knows them all by name. The God who is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. The God who created just with his words. The one who is King of kings and Lord of lords and God of gods, who is majestic above all, the sovereign over all the earth. The one who reigns supreme above everything. He's the mighty counsellor, the wonderful God. He's the healer, restorer, redeemer, forgiver. He's our saviour. He's the, the mighty God. The God of all love and compassion and grace and truth and justice and mercy. The God who never fails, who's never let his people down. The God who is the promise maker and the promise keeper. The God who has conquered death itself. 
but God who has ripped away the barrier between us and him so that we can have right relationship with him through Jesus. This is the God we worship. This is the God we serve. This is the God who our entire lives are about. This is the God we surrender our lives to, knowing that he is good. And through Jesus, the one who came and died for our sins and rose from the dead, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, we have become disciples of that God. We get to follow that God on a daily basis. We get to live for him, to live with him. I think that's pretty staggering, generally, uh, on a daily basis. I think that's amazing. And so, uh, as you'll see on the back of your, um, your booklets, we're going to be doing a sermon series over the next few weeks, um, starting next week, on uh, being disciples. And actually, it's about being intentional disciples and recognizing that discipleship is not something that you qualify from, but is actually a lifelong journey with Jesus. And it may be that you look at some of these subjects and you think, well, I know about that. I know what it means to pray. I know what it means to give. I know what it means to honor other people. But I just want to quote some words from uh, A.W. Tozer, who once said that the person who thinks he's reached his destination will never go any further. And so in all of these things, I pray that we will grow as a church If it's all familiar to you, then I pray that you become more familiar. If it's completely new to you, then I pray that your eyes will be opened to things afresh. And the hope is that this is going to be in the life of our church. And so this week I'm working on writing uh, some small group resources to go with this sermon series. Uh, Just very simple things for small group leaders uh, to go through. I want to encourage you to be uh, reading the passages ahead of the Sunday. You're going to start to see them in the notice sheet a week before they come out. So I really want to encourage you to to be reading in your own private reading ahead of the Sunday so you know uh, what passages are coming up. I want to encourage us to really seek God's presence together. In answer to the diocese, there is nothing more important we can do than that. There is nothing more valuable as a community, for us as a community, than to seek after the presence of our God, to rest in him, to find him more, to know him better, to love him more. That's what we're about as a church, I think. And so whatever new things we take on, perhaps into next year, it'll be from that place of knowing God better. As individuals, as a community, as a church, as a benefice, as God's people. And when we wait on the Lord, as we wait on the Lord, and that's going to happen in a number of different ways, moments during services, in your own personal quiet times, uh, in whatever we're doing for Jesus together, as we wait on God together, may he renew us from the inside out. Nobody knows you better than God. Nobody knows you more intimately than his spirit. Nobody knows your needs greater than him. So why would you go anywhere else for those needs to be met than his presence?
And so I pray that as we go through this series and as we go through the rest of the year, that we will be seekers after his presence, that we will seek what it means to be intentional disciples of Jesus and to really live for him on a daily basis. And regardless of where you are on your journey of faith, what that basically means in my mind is moving one stage further from wherever you are right now. So just as uh, over this week, as we prepare for that sermon series to begin next week, uh, maybe ask that question of yourself. Where am I with Jesus? And where would I like to be uh, in the months ahead as we go through this series together? I really want prayer to be central to a lot of the things that we do as a church, obviously, uh, seeking his presence together. And all of the ministries and all of the things that you read about in the report uh, without God would just be social activities. And we want them to be more than that. We want them to be soaked in the presence of God so that he can be encountered in all the things that we do. And so uh, each table uh, has a different uh, focus uh, in the middle on a piece of paper. Uh, Some of them have pointers to help you expand on that focus. Some of them you'll find in your uh, booklets, some more information about those ministries or whatever it is at the table that you're on. We're going to... what we're going to do is we're going to have a time of song worship. Steve's going to come and lead us uh, in a time of song worship. We're going to sing a song together. And then after we've sung 10,000 Reasons, there's going to be an opportunity to pray for the ministries that are on your table. And you are welcome to either stay at your table for the whole time or to move around to other tables and pray for other ministries as you feel led. You are welcome to uh, mingle during this time and pray. There are also pens on your table as well. Because what I'm hoping is that on every piece of paper, which has the name on it, that there might be a word of encouragement from God or something to say to that ministry that will encourage the people who lead it or who are involved in it. And so I really want you to seek uh, God's voice as well as to pray uh, for the things that you are praying for on the table. I hope that makes sense. And so we're going to give time for that to happen. So I'm going to invite you to stand just for now. We have so much to be thankful to God for. So much. As Chris has alluded to, uh, just casting your mind back even 12 months in your own life, as well as the life of the church and what God may have done for you in that time. Uh, Even just in the past 24 hours, what has God done for you in that time? We have so much to be grateful for. So we're going to declare his praise now as we sing uh, 10,000 Reasons together. And then after that song, uh, and as Steve continues to worship, uh, please do just feel free to to use those um, tables to pray as you feel led. Thank you.